0: Hello, I'm Kevin Kainers, and welcome to a podcast by Technische Universität Berlin's alumni program. This is a special episode called Should I Stay or Should I Go? Germany is a magnet for international students. In fact, it is one of the most popular destinations for international students worldwide, According to official figures, around 410,000 students with a foreign passport were enrolled at German universities in the 2019-2020 winter semester. A large majority of them, around 320,000, immigrated to Germany for their studies. But once the final exams are passed and the theses are handed in, those who came from other countries to study here are left with a big choice one that many international alumni of the Technische Universität Berlin will be familiar with. Should I stay or should I go? Do you stay in Germany, the country you've spent at least several years studying in, and begin your career here? Or do you go elsewhere? Some return home, use their knowledge to start a business or get a job in science or industry. Others leave, but return to Berlin a few years later. And some stay forever. It's a simple question that, for many, isn't so simple to answer. So to help, in this episode, we'll meet three alumni of TU Berlin who answered this question in their own way. These three alumni work in different fields, come from different countries, and consider different factors when deciding on their path. And we'll explore what some of those were, from family and culture, to the job market, and the ability to make an impact. And we'll talk about practical things, from visas To the German language. By hearing their stories, maybe you'll be prompted to think about what is most important to you as you make your own decision about whether to stay or go. The first person I spoke with about this decision is Mungo Perenlai.
1: My name is Mungun Perenlai, actually. So it's quite long, but Mungo is uh, the shorter version, so it's much easier (laughs) to pronounce.
0: And Mongolia is where she's from.
1: So I was born in Mongolia, but I moved to Berlin when I was 14.
0: And for her, this question of whether to stay or go seems particularly interesting to think about now.
1: Because it's almost more than 10
0: years
1: (laughs) (laughs) since I've graduated from the TU Berlin.
0: Mungo studied urban and regional planning at the TU Berlin. And after she graduated, she moved back to Mongolia to work in urban planning. And she still works in the same field, but now with more of a focus on development.
1: Currently, I'm doing some consultancy services for international organizations, for example, Asian Development Bank or World Bank, who wants to develop projects in Mongolia.
0: Unlike some other students, Mungo moved to Germany when she was younger because of her family.
1: I had the luck to live in Berlin because my father studied and worked in Germany. So since, I don't know, about 1980-something. And so our family moved to Germany, and I went to the school.
0: Mungo moved at the beginning of the 90s, and it was quite the experience coming here.
1: The city was quite big, <laughs> and all things were very new at that time.
0: And of course, she didn't know any German at first.
1: So I started to learn German when I came to Germany in 1990. So firstly, I have to go to the class for foreign students. And I went there like six months and then... The teacher said, "Okay, you're good now with your uh, language abilities. You can start with German students in one class. I would say it was a challenging six months that I have to give my best. (laughs) So it was very difficult at the beginning. But yeah, it went
0: well. (laughs) As she grew up and graduated from school, eventually it became time for her to go to university. She knew she wanted to study at a technical university, but her first choice, the science of surveying, didn't work at TU because of the timing.
1: And my second choice was urban and regional planning, which was actually a good choice for me.
0: And she really committed herself to urban planning.
1: So I spent more than six years at the TU Berlin, and it was like main goal of my life to be An expert in this field.
0: But fast forward to when she graduated. Then Mungo had a big decision on her hands go back to Mongolia or stay in Germany. So I asked her what went into that decision. And part of what she considered at first was just how good life is in Germany and its standard of living.
1: So you can have a good life in Germany. You have all this social welfare and nice living condition and all this nice developed stuff that you can have every day. And also you can have an attractive salary compared to Mongolia.
0: But despite that really big advantage to living in Germany, there was something else pulling at her to get her to go home she wanted to be able to apply what she learned in a way that would make a difference. And she realized...
1: With that knowledge that I have gained from my study, I can do much more in my country.
0: So she wanted to be able to share her knowledge with her home country, Mongolia. And for urban design and planning, how the field operates in the two countries is radically different.
1: So if I compare Germany and Mongolia, in Germany, you are more focusing on renewal of city districts or renovation of buildings, so on.
0: But in Mongolia, it's about much more simple things, like just providing affordable housing for people.
1: Like, for example, from Mongolia, we are mostly focused on like building codes or building itself or generally like basic services. You know, we have a huge problem to, to get proper sanitation or a wastewater system. And sometimes we have electricity cut and so on.
0: And at that time, being able to help cities provide things like that was what she was most interested in, both professionally and personally, rather than the more, let's say, luxurious aspects of urban planning that she would have ended up being involved with in Berlin. So when it came to staying or going, it wasn't really a question for her. So, so you never seriously considered staying in Berlin? Then it sounds like not really. So, but that's what you want to focus on, and so going back to Mongolia seemed like the obvious choice.
1: Yes, yes, and I think you can do much more with your ability or all the knowledge that I have gained from the TU Berlin. I can use it here much more. It's more useful uh, compared to the. Persons who have studied here because it's like your weapon or tool from the Western country to change the whole system here.
0: Yeah, I guess that you, you both have a training and then maybe a perspective as well that you wouldn't have gotten if you had just stayed in Mongolia.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, for example, since I started to work here in Mongolia, I was one of the first urban planner.
0: Wow. So you... you- Like, do you mean in the whole country you were one of the first urban planners?
1: Yeah. At that time, it was few urban and regional planners who have studied in foreign countries. But in my organization, which was the main organization who was responsible for the capital city development, I was the first urban and regional planner.
0: So your first job was the the only urban planner of the whole capital city of Mongolia.
1: Yes. (laughs)
0: That's kind of amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) So the first urban and regional planner in the capital city of Mongolia. Maybe no wonder she wanted to go back and contribute her skills there. And probably quite a different position than what could have been an internship had she stayed in Berlin. Now, we'll come back a bit later to Mungo. But now let's turn to our next alum of TU Berlin. My name is Swaspis Gul. Wasfi Sukul is an interesting person to help consider questions about whether to stay or go. Because since completing his PhD in architecture at the TU Berlin, he has worked for considerable periods of time in both his home country, Jordan, and in Germany.
2: I'm coming from Jordan. I come and studied here in Germany. And after I finish my architectural study, I go back to Jordan, work there eight years and after that, I decided to come back to Germany, and I am since five years again here in Berlin, in Germany.
0: Today, Wasfi works in developing the software that architects use to design and plan their buildings. And while he's happy in Berlin now, originally after completing his PhD in architecture, Wasfi, much like Mungo, decides to go home to his home country, back to Amman, the capital of Jordan. And when I asked him why, it came down to pretty similar reasons, a sense of loyalty. And why were you so sure that you wanted to go back to Amman and not stay in Germany?
2: Because I thought for one moment, if everyone in Jordan had the chance like me to study in Europe and in America and decide to stay there, then, there will be no a big step development in Jordan. So what I get from the Europe mentality and your life and the study and all this, this to give back to, to my country land. So I decided to come back to, to go there.
0: Okay. You, you wanted to basically be able to contribute back home.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes.
0: So it, it wasn't about visas or language or, or the job market per se. It was just you felt you wanted to be able to take what you had learned and bring it back yes, to Jordan.
2: Yes, exactly. Because I have this feeling that in Jordan, there is a lot to do. It is uh, developer uh, countries which need me, need the other people who have maybe reached something in Europe and study in Europe. So I decided to come back to uh, serve my countryland. <laughs>
0: So he went back, and he started working as a lecturer at a university, where he taught architecture. He was back in Jordan for eight years, and he worked at three different universities during that time. But here's when we get to a difficulty. Sharing your knowledge of what you've learned during your time and studies in Germany is an admirable goal, but it's one that doesn't always come easily. In Waspi's case, he found that just because he had knowledge to share, and a new perspective of how things could be done— it didn't automatically mean everyone was thrilled to do it in this new way, or to even hear about it.
2: If you learn something, you want to give it back, to give it for the other people, but you meet these people and you see that they are blocked, they don't want, they live like they live since 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and you have to be part from this society,
0: and that make the things different. From his degree in Germany, Wasfi had learned new methods of doing things that he found to be very useful and beneficial. And he also felt that while he was in Germany, he had been pushed to really do the best he could and to set high standards for himself and for his work. Because the
2: German, I know this from my professor from the first time I make the first project in the architecture, they, they asked me, how happy you are with your work? I think with 90% I am happy. And I was really proud. He told me 90% it is not 100%. And it's exactly like the the German live and the German work and the German do the things. They accept just 100%. The German from child, they learn to do the things 100%. They get this 100%. For the South mentality, people who come from uh, different lands, it is a little bit hard even uh, how to arrange your
0: time, to spend your time, to do the job. So the German mentality had a big influence on him.
2: I mean, if you live in Germany 12 years, you develop yourself. How to do everything, as we said, 100% and not 90%. And that's what I try to, as I come back to Jordan, to change
0: in my field around me. But being back in Jordan and changing how things were done around him was far easier said than done. Almost everything was approached differently compared to how he had been taught in Germany. And so there was this clash with how students and fellow professors were doing things at the universities that he was working at. For instance, Wasfi gives the small example of when his students would turn in their final essays or projects to him. Just as a check, he would copy and paste some sentences from these papers into Google. And disturbingly often, he would find that the students had just lifted passages, unattributed, from somewhere else. And so he would try to explain to the student
2: That's not the correct way. If there is documentation, you copy and paste from there. Yes, you can say that someone say like this,
0: but you have to write the name. And Wasfi says that this basic thing came as news to many of his students. They didn't know that this isn't how things should be done, that you need to cite if you quote from somewhere else or take ideas from an author. They don't
2: teach this before, even at the university
0: and not in the school. And it's many, many examples like this. And the fact that bringing back your knowledge to your home country brings with it challenges, well, that was also the case for Mungo. Remember, when she moved back, she suddenly had a lot of responsibility. Her very first job, after all
1: was the first position of urban planner at the municipality of the capital city.
0: Now, Mungo was lucky to have a champion at her organization, the person who hired her, the chief architect of the capital city.
1: I was very lucky that he was very open-minded person. He said, OK, you can be very useful for our organization with your profession.
0: But even with someone in charge who was very understanding she still ran into problems similar to WASFI.
1: I would say generally the organization don't have big knowledge on urban planning or regional planning issue. So it was quite challenging to explain what is urban planning and what are the processes and what we do or what I have learned from the Western country and so on. So it took like one or two years to explain the people what I have studied
0: and like Wasfi, she found just because you have expertise doesn't mean your colleagues are ready to adapt it.
1: You know, sometimes people are very open to new things, but sometimes they're convenient with their old tools or approaches. And sometimes they're not listening to you or they don't want to understand, but you have to work with them.
0: <laughs> yeah. That sounds like an exercise in patience.
1: Exactly. In Germany, you know, everybody, I would say, if, if I worked in a planning company, everybody is educated and have some graduation from some universities. So you have to deal with quite educated people. So, but here, sometimes things getting different. You have to explain much more things. You have to repeat some topics and explain and, yeah, But it's challenging sometimes, but it's interesting every day. You don't know what to expect in the morning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And in Mungo's case, her efforts paid off, at least slowly. The idea of what urban planning is trickled through the organization. And since she took that position, there have been other urban planners who have studied abroad and joined the organization in Mongolia.
1: But nobody is asking what's urban planning, so <laughs> they had a the much easier like, a start for the job.
0: But it wasn't easy for Mungo to share what she learned in Germany. And for Wasfi, it was even harder. He felt in the end that he wasn't able to really contribute to the degree that he wanted to in bringing back his skills from Germany to Jordan. Largely because the cultural differences or expectations of how things are done were simply too great. And it was hard for him to not have the positive influence that he had hoped to have.
2: But I thought maybe other people are more patient and they continue the work that we started there.
0: But while the frustrations around making change certainly didn't help, for Wasfi, coming back to Germany was actually not so much about these challenges. Actually, the biggest reason for him to move back to Germany were more personal considerations based on his family something that no doubt will play a role for many graduates in their decision about whether to stay or go. In Wasfi's case, it was particularly centered around his young family and the opportunities that come with living in Germany. He has a wife who he met in Germany, and both of them moved to Jordan together. By now they have two kids, both of whom were born in Jordan, and as the children got older and were about to start elementary school, they started thinking about things in a new light at this moment we
2: decide okay now 8 years in jordan should we stay or should we go back and we think maybe for the children it will be a better chance for better future in germany and really when we see here the educational level in the school it is much better than it is uh, in Jordan. So, if we think about the children, we think that it was the right choice.
0: Many will have met partners while studying and living in Berlin, and of course, these relationships come into play. For Wasfi, ever since meeting his wife, where to live has always been a decision that they've made together. For me, for my wife, it
2: was we live where for both of us better situation
0: is which will apply to any future decisions as well.
2: If we said, after five years here, let us go back to Jordan. I have no problem, she have no problem, and we can do it. But we said, if we have to take decision like this, we have to sit and sit plus points and minus points,
0: and then we have to to decide. And while it wasn't a main deciding factor in Wasfi and his wife deciding to move back to Berlin, Another factor that many will have to take into account is how the job market is looking for your particular field of work, especially when you're at the beginning of your career. It helps if you're moving to a city or a country where the job market for your specific skill set is strong. So I asked Wasfi how it was for him moving back to Berlin in that regard. And so what was it like looking for jobs when you were coming back to Germany? Did you have anything lined up or was it, was it difficult now that you had been away for a while?
2: Uh, yes. At the beginning, we said that one from us have to get the, the job. So we started from Jordan to make the application for the new job.
0: His wife, in this case, was the first one to get a job at Potsdam University, which was enough for them to commit to moving back so he could look in Berlin for a job within architecture. Now, when Wasfi graduated with his master's degree in architecture before doing his PhD, he remembers that there were very few jobs for architects in Berlin.
2: It was really a bad time for the architects. They don't have really a big chance.
0: Like the job market was poor at the time?
2: Job market, really. So that was maybe the reason why I said, OK, I'm going to continue BHD. After
0: continue BHD, going to Jordan. But in the years since, Berlin started to boom. And by the time they moved back a few years ago, architects had started to be in big demand.
2: The migration in Berlin, in in Germany in general, they need more buildings and the architectural field, it was really like open and they are looking till now for more and more new people or graduate people in architecture. It was really for architecture the good timing that we come back, that uh, they need more architects. So it was perfect
0: for me. It always helps to be in an industry where the job market really needs those people. Yes,
2: yes, this this, this makes these things easier for you. Otherwise, it's really, it's a little bit difficult. Yes. I, I have to be honest, if you if it is not what the market needs, it will be a little bit uh, difficult.
0: For WASPY, The fact that the job market for his field was booming was a lucky coincidence in his decision to come back to Germany. But the job market and the outlook for a particular field of study has been a very important factor for our final guest, Christian Amaya, when he has considered this question about where to start his career.
3: So I am Christian Amaya. I come from Colombia. I'm living now here in Berlin for 14
0: years. Christian founded a company two years ago with two other people he met while working and studying in Germany. The company is called Conbotics and was founded right here in Berlin.
3: Yeah, and we are doing now a painting robot for the construction site for paint monotone surfaces.
0: So they're developing a painting robot, one that can paint efficiently and to a high standard. But Christian's interest in robotics is no new thing. In fact, his interest in robotics and his desire to work in a way somehow related to this field is why he came to Berlin in the first place.
3: Yeah, so I came here 14 years ago from Colombian with my brother. Actually, that is the whole history. Uh, we came both with the back and, and then wanted to explore, like, what's Germany. I wanted to be an engineer. So actually, I love robots. And Germany was like a really good country for mechanical engineering. So I came from that and wanted to see the possibilities to started here because I also knew that here we, we don't have to pay a lot of money for the study and we can also stay after because there are good companies also that we can maybe work. So I wanted to explore this possibility with my brother also, yeah.
0: After they first arrived, they spent their time learning the language. So, I
3: learned first German, then English, and that was difficult because I actually didn't know how to, to learn a language, and it was really difficult at the beginning to, to do it.
0: But after some struggles, Christian improved his German enough that he was able to enroll at the university. First, he studied mechanical engineering.
3: Yeah, so that was like, the should be three years. But for me, take it, I think, six years, because it was very difficult. Also from the language side, at the beginning, it was really difficult to, to understand what
0: the professor is saying. But with a little extra time, he completed his bachelor. And then he wanted to begin his master's.
3: And I wanted to study, actually always was robotics my, my direction.
0: TU Berlin didn't offer robotics directly. But he studied the related field of automization and took his master's in that. He graduated from his master's two years ago and founded his company, Conbotics. But it's actually not even his first company. After he finished his bachelor degree...
3: I also started a company with my brother.
0: And it was after the founding of that company that Christian first really started to think about where he should live, because it was already on the mind of his brother...
3: He wanted to go back to Colombia. But after a time, I also like, wanted to know, okay, where w- I want to live. So, And I went to Colombia and I stayed there working in the company also for six months long. And I saw that I like to be there. I love to be with my family and everything. But it was missing What I really like to develop robots. And so I decided that I have to do something here. My brother, he wanted always to go back because of the weather and some kind of things here. But me not. I I saw the possibilities here, actually robotics. So everything was for me here.
0: For example, before his master's, he worked at the Fraunhofer Institute, which proved to be a great resource.
3: Fraunhofer Institute is like one of the biggest research centers in Europe. And they was developing different robotic solutions. But the the good thing of them is not just a research center, it's a research center that works with industry. So you get really contact with the industry and learn to to do prototypes for them. And yeah, that's why also I get the idea how to develop robots. And when I end... I knew that I, I want to stay here. So with my colleague, Philip, we were in the same group of Fraunhofer. So we were all the time talking what we can do and that. And it came the idea to, to make the painting robot. And then we talked with David, and it was like, okay, let's do it.
0: So they did it. They started their company. But here's a good place to quickly pause, to talk about a factor that naturally comes to mind when thinking about staying in Germany after graduation, visas. Of course, if you can't get a visa, you'd be unable to stay no matter how good the job opportunities are or how strong your desire is to stay. But luckily, once you have completed your studies, there are a few fairly straightforward options for visas that allow you to stay in Germany. First of all, if you happen to have a specific job offer, you can apply for a residence permit for employment, or an EU blue card, the latter of which is geared specifically towards skilled and technical jobs that are in high demand. But fortunately, you also don't have to find or decide on a job right away. There is also a job seeker permit specifically for recent university grads. It's called the job seeker permit for graduates, and this visa gives you 18 months to live in Germany and look for gainful employment. To obtain this visa, all you need is your new degree, a statement from the university, two to three job application letters, or an unsigned job offer, and proof of health insurance.
3: When you end your study, you get 18 months, in in normal cases, to find a job or found a company or whatever.
0: In Christian's case, he was able to get a visa specifically for founding a company.
3: Because I studied here in, in my bachelor and my master's, you can do a visa for found a company um, without the requirements that another person that don't study here have to, to do. That was easy. And and then you get like, I, I get a permit for three years. So I have enough time to, to see if the company really works and they they don't make any pressure.
0: So really, at least at first, A visa shouldn't be an issue, not during the initial job search. And there are also resources at the TU Berlin to help you navigate visa questions and issues.
3: Then also in the university, they have a service for foreign people so that they help with the visa. In the university, they have the contact, so you don't have to go to the foreign office and anything. You go just to this foreign office in the TU Berlin. There are students, they know how this works, and they also say what you need. So, for example, I needed more time for the study than was planned. They also give me a letter that everything is okay, but I need more time.
0: So, as we said, for Christian's field of robotics, Germany has a lot of advantages over Colombia, just because Germany is simply more involved in this particular industry.
3: Yeah, like, the first thing is you, you have here all these small companies doing a lot of stuff that you need for the robots. So you need, I don't know... Motor controllers and the companies here. So you just order, and in two days it's here. And in Colombia, when you need that, for example, for the machine there, you you have to wait for one and a half month or two months to get something like that. And then you have all the universities that are cooperating with the I- industry. Like for example, here in Germany, there are the companies. They have the the money to invest. So, here,
0: Germany is a good, really good market. But the specific field of robotics aside, Germany also has many advantages when it comes to the support that it offers founders. If you did want to try and create a business in Germany, there are lots of grants and financing available to startups.
3: There's a lot of opportunities for people when you want to found a company in Germany. It's not like I knew it in Colombia. In Colombia, it's like you do it. Alone, you have to do it with your money and uh, friend and family. Here, the friend and family is, is the state,
0: and it's something that Christian and his fellow founders of Cambotics have been able to draw on.
3: The government helped you a lot. University also have the Center of Entrepreneurship, so we applied to the Center of Entrepreneurship under the TU Berlin. Uh, and get the first thing was the Berliner Stadter Stupendium. That was money just to develop the startup for eight months. And then we have the opportunity to develop the first prototype. Then we get again fund of the government for do it one year more. And now, two years after that, we already have money from investors, but also the government is with the Investitionsbank of Berlin,
0: They give you also support. The hoping that these early investments and support of founders will pay off in economic benefits for Germany as a whole. So it sounds like there's quite a bit of a difference then between Germany and Colombia.
3: Yeah, there's really different, total difference.
0: But of course there are some downsides to having your startup be based in Germany.
3: The disadvantage of Germany, they are not flexible, they had a lot of bureaucracy, uh, and you have to go with that, and that take a lot of time.
0: For example, with his earlier robotic company in Colombia, it was night and day with the amount of rules required to put something on the market.
3: In Colombia, I mean, we did a prototype in six months and we were on the market, also with hardware. But here we are now... F- like circa three years, and we are still not on the market and will be maybe one and a half year because you need a lot of certifications, you need a
0: lot of things. Of course, those regulations are there for a good reason, to keep people safe.
3: It's normal, it's like Germany, it's the things also part why it's working, the society. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like Wasfi mentioned, the overall working culture in Germany also brings a degree of professionalism something Christian found, too.
3: Like uh, here in Germany, with the employees that we have here, everyone is doing their job and you don't have to say anything.
0: These have been very business-minded considerations about whether to stay or to go. But of course, culture is also a big part of what makes us enjoy living somewhere, what makes us feel like we can belong in a place. And sometimes cultures that aren't originally ours aren't always completely accepting of those born outside of it. And so I asked Christian about his experience as a Colombian in Germany, if there were ever experiences that pushed him away. Did you ever feel any sense of discrimination or anything like that when you were in Germany that uh, made you feel unwelcome or made you not want to necessarily work here?
3: So maybe at the beginning I have this feeling because... We are in Colombia, like, really open to the people. So I was thinking that the people was ignoring me. They don't wanted to integrate me. But it was not like that. It's just the culture of Germans is not like the Colombian culture. So I understand that it's just uh, when they make party, you come in the room and you have to present yourself. You have to talk because they don't will ask you, how? What is your name? <laughs> like in Colombia, you need just five minutes and you are integrated in the group. <laughs> so yeah, it's just different. Uh, but it's not discrimination, it's just the culture is different. Yeah. Uh, and you have to, to understand that when, for example, I decide to be here, I have to know the Germans, the culture of Germany is like that, so that I can integrate with them and also live in good. So my two partners here, they are Germans, And we really understand really, really good because they understand my culture that I came from before. But I also adapted a lot of things so that we feel comfortable.
0: And those cultural differences have also been something that WASFI has, if not struggled with, then at the very least been very aware of over the years. In Jordan, the people they
2: are more open, want to speak with you. This is southern mentality. The German people, it's more reserved, not so
0: open. At first, this took some adjustment, but for Wasfi, over time he learned.
2: If I sit with someone and he don't speak with me, that didn't mean that he don't like me, but. He he grew in a different culture, and for him, it is normal like this. So
0: I have to accept this. And not just in business relationships, but in personal relationships. I mean, my wife is German. We have two children, and
2: we see even now that... The difference between the two countries, it it is really big, but uh, as we decide to get together, to continue uh, our way together, we decide we have one option, to meet always in the middle. It is really two, two different lives, two different mentalities, and we are now, since 18 years together, and it works always meet in the middle it works <laughs> but you have to be flexible with it you know you have to make a little bit how i can say compromises, uh, maybe yes 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 exactly exactly
0: and as christian says even things as small as adjusting to the sense of humor can be an important step for fitting in and connecting with people
3: German humor is uh, uh, or Berlin humor is is different than than other things, because they are really sarcastic and uh, you have to understand that uh, that is actually just funny. (laughs) But normal, yeah. Sometimes you think, oh, okay, yeah, they don't like me, but no, it's just funny. (laughs) It's it's a joke.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Of course, it's not just the German culture that can be at times tricky to adjust to. The German language even for those who are fluent and have been here for a long time, can pose challenges as well. As Wasfi points out, this is the case especially if you expect things to be perfect, which is something that Wasfi himself runs into sometimes.
2: I have to be honest, till now, even after 18 years, you have this feeling that you speak German, but not 100%. Even sometimes with writing. And these things, uh, I think, make a challenge for me regarding the the language to have always this feeling that it could be better. It could be better. Mm
0: -hmm. And like, when does that come come up? Like when you're writing emails to clients or if you're talking to clients?
2: Yes, yes, exactly. Because even as I work in the uh, architectural office, uh, sometimes we have Emails We have letters, even with the government, and it should be 100%
0: correct. But of course, fortunately, you really have to do everything on your own. In Wasfi's case, he has colleagues who are happy to read over his important work emails. So there are always ways around it. And as Wasfi points out, you're still able to contribute your expertise in invaluable ways, even if your grammar isn't 100%. And employers are usually understanding. You are working and you said, oh, the German language, it
2: is difficult. But you are a professional in your field. This will be
0: not a main factor that they told you you are going to work with us. And as Christian also pointed out, technology is also always getting better. You can use fantastic translators like DeepL to help you correct your emails. It's not perfect, but it's improving all the time. We've spoken a lot about, in this episode, about how beneficial it can be to bring the knowledge and skills you learned in Germany to your home country. But it's worth pointing out that the positive benefits go both ways. And whether you stay or go, the connections you made in Germany are still there. Take, for example, Christian's brother.
3: So after the bachelor, he went back. Because from the beginning he knew that he wanted to go back. So for him was I go to Germany, he studied business administration and he wanted to, to found a company in Colombia. Like come here, learn a lot of the German culture and then going back. And that helped a lot also. Because we have still the contact and he's have a lot of contacts with Germans here. So also for Germany, I think it's a really good advantage that people come here and go back because you are transmitting everything. You have these contacts. For
0: for someone else who's in the situation where they've just graduated and then they're thinking about or debating to themselves like if they should stay in Germany or, or go back home, what would you advise the most important things to take into consideration are?
3: I think that you have to go in yourself because this uh, some of the people try to to solve this question in general. Like Germany is better because yeah, like it's a developing country and there are a lot of money or something like that. But no, it's depending of the people. Like my brother is really happy in Colombia. I'm I'm here and really happy. So it's depending of the people. So if you want to take this decision. You have to go in yourself and really think about it, what you really want in your life.
0: What would you say the biggest challenges are in general to stay in in Germany or a country that you're not from?
3: That you are far away from your family. If you are a family person, that will be sometimes difficult because you have to make a deal with yourself that you know that everything can happen and you are not there. So the fastest I can be there is like 18 hours when I take a flight and it will be really expensive. So yeah, you have to make this deal with yourself that you decide to be there, you decide for you that you want that. So that's one of the more important decisions and you have to, to be clear of that. Because when they comes to that, You have to know that this was your decision and you take that because you wanted what you have here in Germany.
0: For those who stay in Germany, likely there will always be, in some small way, the pull of home. Like when I asked Wasfi if it was nice to be back in Jordan when he first returned there after studying in Berlin. Yes, yes.
2: You come at home after two days, you have this feeling you was not For one year far away, you you are there and everything like
0: always. And regardless of what you choose, you may find yourself forever feeling a sense of home in two places, like Wasfi. Now when he goes home for a couple of months to Jordan, he gets this feeling for Germany.
2: You have this feeling there is another country home you are missed and you have this feeling homesick to German. So it's really, as you said, it is something different.
0: You're really divided between two places then?
2: Yes, definitely. Definitely, yes. As my wife told me, we will be all our life between these two cultures. And it is definitely like this.
0: If you go back to Jordan, then you can be homesick for Germany in a way. Exactly, exactly. Because of that, we said we, we have to live with this feeling all our life. And I had one last question for Mungo from the start of this episode, who happily moved back to Mongolia after her studies. And finally, I'm curious if you ever think to what your life would be if you had stayed in Berlin. Is that something you ever consider?
1: You know, life is not easy. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, sometimes I earn very few money. At that time, I was like... Oh, if I were in Germany, I I wouldn't live like that, you know? Or sometimes in the society, you know, even if Mongolia is a kind of modern country and very open compared to other Asian countries, but as a woman, you have to work much more to get accepted in this working field.
0: But for her, being able to make more of an impact makes it all worthwhile.
1: So... Of course, you can live a very nice life in Germany or comfortable life in Germany, but Mm -hmm. the ability and the qualities from this university, you can do much more in the needed areas of the world, I would say.
0: (laughs) So in the end, there are lots and lots of different factors to consider. There's family, the job market, where you think you can have the most impact, There's even quality of life questions. But in the end, it's a personal decision, and there's no one-size-fits-all approach. There are just too many variables to consider. And of course, there will always be downsides no matter what you choose. Every person is independently, and
3: you you have to know that if you go back or if you stay in both sides, you will have advantage. Just if you are happy with your decision, then you will be really fine. But if you do it because the influence of anyone saying to you because you have to stay here because they will pay you more, then it could be that you don't like
0: this decision in two years. And as Christian points out, because of the cultural shift precipitated by the corona pandemic, there are more and more options for working remotely. One that might just allow some people to have more of a balance between home and away.
3: One year ago in December, I was in Colombia and I was also working for here. And it was a little problem with with the time difference. (laughs) But I could manage and I was with my family for one month. And I think a lot of companies will allow that. Uh, because they need the people, like it's difficult to to find workers here in Germany, and that is why the companies are really flexible. Yeah.
0: yeah. So maybe it gives a, a chance for a little bit of balance between home and if you if you do stay in Germany to uh, also spend time back home.
3: Yeah, definitely. And if you really think that you want to be here, but you you miss your family, that is one really good thing here in Germany that they just don't care about that you are at worker, and it's all, they just also think about that you are a person and you have like things that you need. And one of these things is that you are from another country and you want to
0: go home. So no matter what you choose, it's a decision that's not easy, but one that has a lot of exciting paths that lead from it. And you can always adjust as you go. And it's worth mentioning no matter where TU Berlin alumni live and work, they can keep in touch with their alma mater and take advantage of interesting programs and resources. All they have to do is register with the alumni program of the TU Berlin, which they can do so at www.tu-berlin.de/communication/alumni. The link is in the show notes. Wherever your path takes you, I hope it is the one that feels right for you. For TU Berlin, I'm Kevin Kaners. This podcast was made possible in part by funding from the State Office for Development Cooperation of the Berlin Senate Department for Economics, Energy and Public Enterprises. Thanks for listening.